is up, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of my podcast. Uh, this is the first official one of 2019, which I am pretty excited about. And like many other people, I have my New Year's resolution set and ready to go. And I've realized that in general, there's there's really two types of people. Well, really, there's I mean, there's plenty of types of people, but there's there's really there's two sides to the whole New Year's resolution conversation. And I've realized whenever I talk about New Year's resolutions, it's kind of like whenever I talk about Chick-fil-A, there's people who are addicted to it and love it. And then there's people who are like totally furious that you mentioned it. I see that with Chick-fil-A. I also see it, oddly enough, with New Year's resolutions when people talk about, uh, well, whenever I mention it. I have some people who are like, they can't wait to tell you. Some of them have like a top 10 list for the things they're going to accomplish this year. And then there's another group of people where when you mention the resolutions, they, they, I guess they are the, the New Year's hipsters. You know, they're the ones who are, are embarrassed that you even asked them. It's kind of like, how dare you? You know, no one's ever going to, I mean, they're the pessimistic ones, right? It's like, no one's ever going to actually make these things happen, yada, yada, yada. And wherever you fall in that spectrum, hopefully at some point you have started thinking about what will I accomplish and what will I do for 2019, right? It's it's a great reset point. You know, whenever January 1st hits, it's like you're hitting a reset button. And obviously you can't take back what happened the previous year. But I do think about how, you know, it's almost like as you're getting to November and December and all of the things are building up at, in terms of what you did not do. You know, like you said, you were going to go to the gym. And not only did you not go to the gym, but it's December 1st and you've somehow gained 20 or 30 pounds. So it's like I went the other way on that one. But also, you know, you have these these things that you would have liked to see happen or change in your life. You know, certain circumstances you wanted to see changed. Maybe it was you wanted to get a better job. Maybe you wanted a better salary. Maybe you wanted to be healthy. Maybe you had you wanted your relationships to become more valuable or fulfilling or 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 meaningful to you. And some of those things didn't happen, right? And so as you're finishing up 2018, you know, the guilt and the shame and it's 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 when I think these this kind of this stuff through, I, I notice how people don't typically when when things go wrong, we are the biggest criticizers of ourselves, even things that are outside of our control, right? And so, you know, whenever we let's say we gained weight this year, it's like, oh well, I'm a fatty, I'm a fat so I didn't go to the gym. What's wrong with me? Why didn't I do this? Right? And so we blame ourselves. And the same thing's true for everything else that are the negative circumstances in our lives. And I've just noticed how I do this myself, but how other people, when things go wrong, that shame and blame, that things we put on top of ourselves, it's kind of the quickest path that we take, right? Well, beyond that, as we move into 2019, what people typically do is it's it's that reset button and suddenly it's like, yeah, I can do it. I can make it happen. You know, I want to see certain things change in my life. And and no doubt you've already started thinking about what those things are. And I was thinking about, you know, what do I want my podcast to be about today? And and you know, I always have random number of different topics I want to talk about, but there's there's one in particular that I'm I've been thinking on and it's been motivating for me personally. Uh, 
It's also been motivating for a couple other people that I've shared it with. And, and so I'm excited to share it with you today. Uh, which, by the way, I, I don't know who's listening today and who's going to be downloading this episode, but it's been pretty cool. I was looking at the analytics for my podcast, and most of the people who listen are from the U.S., but I also have people from these random other places. I don't, I don't advertise my podcast. You know, I don't, I don't pay to get it promoted. I don't put it up on like a list anywhere. And so I don't really know how certain people have found me, but I have, I looked today and I saw I have listeners who are in the United Kingdom, and then I have listeners who are in Sweden, of all places. I don't know who my, it's two listeners in Sweden. I don't know who those two, those two people are, but uh, I appreciate you and thanks for supporting me and my endeavors. Uh, and also I'm a little weirded out that you found me in the first place. But in spite of that, uh, this is my 10th episode as I mentioned, first one of the year. And like I said, I'm, I'm wanting to bring you some encouragement today. I've been thinking about this topic of New Year's resolutions. And, and really, I've just been thinking about, you know, what does it mean to evaluate where you are in life and then make intentional decisions as to where you want to go? You know, we all have those moments in our life where Whenever this happens, whenever these moments occur, we start to assess, right? And we start to think about, am I where I want to be in life? And sometimes those moments are a birthday, right? So I'm 31 years old, and I remember when I hit 30, it was like, okay, that's another decade down. Am I doing what I want to be doing? And it was a little over a year ago when I hit 30 that I thought, you know what? I don't know if I am. It's what led me to starting my own business, right? A friend of mine, or actually my brother-in-law, he's turning 40 soon, and he's been having conversations on, am I where I want to be as a 40-year-old? You know, am I doing what I want to be doing 10 years down the road? So for some people, it's it's a birthday. It's an age that that creates those moments. For other people, it's things like, uh, you know, it's, it's big life changes, like having a kid, you know, becoming a dad or becoming a mom, and it's like... It's like, dear God, now I'm suddenly responsible for this small human. You know, am I able, am I going to be able to actually take care of this person? What are some things that, that need to change for me to be able to do that well? And then also just in life, just sometimes just things happen that they kind of just push us over the edge, you know, like maybe we have a bad boss or a bad breakup or, you know, just a, a bad month, <laughs> you know, just nothing goes right in a certain month. And, and it's like, I, I have to make some changes, right? Well, New Year's is one of those moments. It's one of those things that tend to happen for a lot of people in the world where when the new year rolls over, people start to assess and they start thinking about, here are some things that, that I'd like to do different. And it's, if you, if you've, looked into the numbers in any way, shape, or form, and you probably don't even need to look in the numbers to know this, but the majority of New Year's resolutions actually don't take. I mean, they actually don't, they don't, they don't make it. They don't, they don't actually happen, right? And so people who, whenever they make their resolutions, it's something like the average amount of days they'll actually stick to it is something like 28 days or something like that. It's something under a month. And then they fall back into their old habits and old lifestyles. And so you yourself, you know, hopefully at some point over the last day or so, you have decided this is what I'm going to do different with my life. This is the resolution that I'm setting out to. And I'm, I definitely, I don't want my, my message today to be super pessimistic where it's like, you're screwed. It's not going to happen. You know, don't even invest your time anymore. Don't even think about it. 
just get back to living the life you were living before. It's, it's nothing like that. I want to share a concept, though, that not only is going to help you actually live out your resolution, but uh, frankly, I don't even really care about the resolution. I want to share a concept that I've been really kind of meditating on, thinking about, and something that I've seen work really well with businesses especially, but also with people in general. And it's this concept of intentionality. And and I've been thinking a lot, especially as, as I've been working with like entrepreneurs, startups, small and large businesses, nonprofits. I mean, I've been working with a wide spectrum of people. And I've been thinking a lot about, you know, what what makes one business successful over another business, right? And most people start with, well, you have to have a really great idea. Or you have to have a really great offering. You know, you have to offer something that people actually want. And I think that's absolutely true, right? I mean, you you absolutely do have to have something that people are actually intrigued in. They actually want it. They, you know, there's an actual desire. I mean, you don't want to offer something that no one actually wants to buy. And that's that's usually whenever I'm having a conversation with someone, especially someone who's trying to start a business, that's usually where we start is someone will tell me I have a business idea that I just know people will love. And my immediate question afterwards is, how do you know that? How do you know people will love it? Well, my mom told me she'd love it. Well, my husband told me that it's a great idea. Well, my friends told me that, yeah, yeah, but those are people who (laughs) they love you, they care for you, they want to promote you, right? How have you proven, though, this is actually a good business idea? This is actually going to work. So that's, that's typically where I start. But what I've been noticing are some of these like really weird, zany business ideas that I would have never thought would have been successful or profitable. And yet somehow they became just wildly successful, right? I mean, let's let's go back to like the uh, 80s or 90s with the pet rock. It's a rock. It called it the pet rock. There's nothing special about it. And yet... The guy made a million dollars, right? You've seen you've seen Office Space. I mean, the guy did very well for himself. And so time and again, you run into these business concepts that you're like, man, no one would ever want that. And yet people are being super successful with it. I was talking to a guy, he calls himself a holistic doctor. And so he's not a medical doctor. He's he's a uh he's a uh yeah, I'm trying to figure out how do I describe it without sounding really offensive. But he, it's it's a lot about your thoughts and your feelings and your physical energy and your mental energy and your spiritual energy, as he calls it. And and you know, I'm listening to this and I'm like, man, who would ever pay for this? And then he's sharing some of the numbers with me, and I'm like, are you kidding me? are you kidding me? This guy's making thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm like, how is this possible? <laughs> and so I'm, 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 as I'm analyzing and thinking about, you know, what makes people successful and what, what makes their businesses successful? I'm just, I'm realizing it's a lot more complicated than just any one thing, right? It's not just do this and you will be successful, but I've been looking at the common threads, especially as I've been reading about just some of the biographies of successful CEOs, people who've like made it in life. It's a really great book. I mentioned it on Instagram. 
a really great book called, I think it's called Wealth as a Mindset or maybe Success as a Mindset. And it talks about these millionaires who went from zero to a million dollars. And, and, and typically what's also talked about in this book and also in other biographies, whenever, whenever CEOs describe their own success, they don't point to like an insane IQ. What they point to are like the habits and routines they've developed. In fact, I have a friend of mine He's a consultant in the design architecture space, does very well for himself. And I've had him come speak a couple of times at some corporate events. And one of the biggest things he loves talking about are the routines you create in life. And so here's what I mean by that. When you look at the research in terms of successful people, and I say successful, I'm talking about highly profitable people. That's that's the metric I'm meaning. I mean, people who went on to create highly successful companies or they're running highly profitable in the millions or billions uh, in terms of revenue. That's what I mean by success. And so when you look at these people, what's interesting is you actually don't see, there's no real data that suggests there's a certain time you need to go to sleep. However, there's a lot of compelling research around these successful people and the time that they wake up. And these people, whenever they wake up, they wake up at a specific time. It's early. And they always dedicate time to exercise. They dedicate time to uh, prayer or meditation. They dedicate time to eating an actual breakfast in the morning. And so I know, right, if you're if you're like me and you skip breakfast, then we're we're all just doomed together, I guess. But, you know, these people have have regardless of the time they've gone to sleep, they have made it a point to be up at a certain time of day and be doing some certain things that uh, for whatever whatever it's worth, it seems to be working for a multitude of highly successful people. And so for me, for example, I tend to be pretty casual. And so like, I don't, I I don't typically set an alarm in the morning. Uh, But I, it's gotten me thinking about how maybe I do need to have an alarm. Maybe I do need to have a very specific time that I'm always up at this time, right? Well, so I'm reading about stories like this and I'm learning about this and I'm also, I'm thinking about my specific experiences with certain companies. And and I remember when I was working for my previous firm, we'd have these companies that were just rife with dysfunction. I mean, just clear as day dysfunction. You know, you have people who, uh, for whatever reason, they just, they just, and they, and they know it too. They know that they are dysfunctional. And so maybe you're working with a company where, you're saying, hey, I'd like to help in this area, and here's what we need to do. We need to, we need to set aside just a few hours where we can get on the same page and, and really work out our strategic vision for the year. And what, what's always kind of funny to me is we, we'd have some clients where you'd have the person, the CEO, the HR professional, whoever, who would say, uh, yeah, absolutely, we do need that. I mean, they would agree, yes, we need that. But then when it came down, and, they'd, and they would sign the contract and pay for it. But when it came down to actually nailing down the date, months would go by. You know, I mean, I mean, there was one contract I did that it kept getting rescheduled to the point that it ended up happening like eight months after the contract had been signed. And by then, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of like, why are we still doing this, right? And the point that I'm getting at, and it's really the message for my podcast today, is as you think about success in 2019, I just have two very simple words for you. Be intentional. 
Be intentional. And that sounds, I know it's not a very powerful word, but as I've been thinking about people who make it versus those who don't, it really isn't a measure of strength. It really isn't a measure of IQ. Honestly, in today's economy, the difference between those who are successful, the people who haves versus the have-nots, the millionaires versus the ones who are just barely scraping by, the people who are actually doing something with their lives, they are making decisions to be intentional. They are deciding, I'm not content with the circumstances that I have right now, either for my life or for my business, and they are making the steps happen to actually grow themselves and their businesses, right? That's what you're seeing in these CEOs who have these routines as they're being intentional with their day. They're not just letting it slip by. They're saying, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to make happen. I was talking with the guy, for example, who... He was talking about he owns a, uh, I think, a wealth management firm and uh, also does very well for himself and and seen a lot of great success. And we were talking about what needs to happen for him to grow his business. And he said, honestly, all I really need to do is to take one day out of the month, set it aside, and use that day to strategize, to plan, and to make some big decisions I've been putting off. And I said, well, why don't you? And he said, that's, that's exactly the question. I don't know. I just can't get myself to do it. And I remember encouraging him and telling him, look, intentionality is what's going to separate you from your competitors, right? And I, I've been thinking about this concept of competitive advantage and, you know, is your competitive advantage your value offering? Is it your, I think I had a previous podcast episode where I talked about your competitive advantage is your authenticity. It's your relatability. It's your ability to really connect and build relationships with people. But I think actually, and I, and I don't know where this falls. Is it, you know, is it a top, is it the top one? Is it a top three? Is it a top five? But I've just been realizing more and more how valuable this concept of intentionality is and how it separates the wheat from the chaff and how it actually, it actually puts you ahead of the game because you're deciding I'm not going to wait till 2020. I'm not going to wait till six months from now. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it today. I mean, Shia LaBeouf, this dude got totally brutalized, but he was so right. You know, let tomorrow be tomorrow. Do it today. Just do it, right? I mean, everybody's seen it. Everybody laughs at it, but but we all know how true it is, right? I mean, we know how true it is. Why are we worrying and waiting and thinking things will develop on their own? They won't. It happens. It needs to happen today. I remember when I was younger in my 20s and and I would occasionally run into some guys in their late teens and we would just be talking and I'd be just be coaching. And this is back when I was mentoring before I was doing coaching as like a, a professional career, but I'd be mentoring guys and and, and, and just through, just through, you know, I don't want to, I'm not bragging on myself, but just, just through coincidence, I had just somehow just built influence where people were looking up to me. And so I had guys coming to me saying, man, how do I have your influence? Man, how do I, how do I get people to respect me like they respect you? And I remember that, and, and it's, it's funny how you tell people things and then you forget about it. And then later on you remember, and you're like, Hey, that was actually pretty, pretty good advice. I remember telling these people, you need to start today. 
You know, you need you need to be working on this today. You know, don't wait till 10 years from now. This is stuff you have to start today. It's kind of like it's kind of like if you ever want to have a good marriage. Like you don't you don't get married and now it's like it's like, "Oh yeah, I need to figure out this whole marriage thing." You know, what does it mean to not be, you know, a total loser to my husband or to, or to my wife or or to what have you? I mean, these are these are things that you're already thinking about before the actual wedding day, right? I remember when my wife Joy and I, when we got married, you know, six months out, I was reading books. I mean, we were doing premarital counseling. We were, you know, because I wanted to figure this stuff out before I actually got involved in it, right? You know, sometime in the near future, we're going to want to have kids. I, I would like to think that before the day I become a dad that I've actually read something about fatherhood, right? I'd like to think I've actually done something to prepare me now before that day actually comes. And I I think that's why people find themselves, first of all, so disappointed with life, but also so unprepared for life circumstances is that we're not intentional with our time, right? We're not, we we typically wait for the, we're we're reactive. We We wait for the demand to arrive before we actually do anything, you know? And, And so when you think about having a successful business, 2019 isn't going to bring success just on its own, right? I mean, just like you don't become that successful uh, spouse or you don't become that successful person of influence, none of that happens on its own unless you're, you know, unless you're Kylie Jenner and you just, (laughs) I was, which I was, by the way, I was reading an article that said it was something like the world's first uh, self-made woman billionaire and I just, I just laughed because I thought this woman has come from incredible fame and wealth. It's the, it's the antithesis of self-made, right? But when you think about what does it take to be a self-made successful person, we love to romanticize the end result, right? We love to romanticize the day that you're recognized for all you've accomplished. But what people often don't see is all the work you've put in to actually get there, right? I mean, The Rock, I love Dwayne Johnson. He's awesome. People love to see him and admire him and you're so great. But but this guy at some point in his life had to make decisions to actually get him where he is today. Another great example would be Terry Crews. Terry Crews, he's an actor I really enjoy. Seems like a really great guy. I know that he really cares a lot about being a man of integrity and being a good father. And he's has quite a few videos he's put out on this specific topic. Well, what you might not know about Terry Crews is he came from an extremely abusive home. Moreover, he actually started his his career in show business in Hollywood as a bodyguard, which kind of makes sense when you think about it. And this guy is massive. You know, his biceps as big as my head. And so he started his career as a bodyguard. And 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 you know, you can look back on that and say, wow, look at every, look at look at all he's accomplished to get to where he is today. But I would ask the same question to you. I'd I'd, I'd point the same thing back to you, right? And, and, and here's, here's what I mean by that. Let me, let me unpack this a little bit more. We look at where people make it in life, and we admire it, and we're in awe of it. But at the same time, we look at our own circumstances, and talking about that shame and guilt that I mentioned earlier in this episode, we let that shame and guilt be the qualifier for who we are today. 
You know, we, we look at our current circumstances and we say, man, if only, man, if only, what's wrong with me? Like, why haven't I made it yet? Why am I not, why am I not the person I want to be yet? Why don't I have the value of relationships that I want yet? And the, and the simple truth is that there's a process to life that requires us being intentional and making the most of each and every day to actually get us to our end result, right? I mean, if you want to run a marathon, you don't just go run it. You have days on end of actually training and developing your body so that you can run that marathon. And this isn't a foreign concept in business, this isn't a, a new concept in business. I mean, it's in business, you might have heard it, you might, you might have heard of it called a strategic plan. And it's the time once every three or four years that a business, they the executive team or the senior leadership team, they hunker down and and they they really clarify, man, where how are we going to be intentional over the next few years with our business? What are the things we're really going to work on? What are the decisions we want to make? What are the changes we'd like to see happen? in our business. And then they they actually write out a specific strategy for how will we now live out these things and be intentional to get to the revenue goal we want, the market share we want, you know, what what whatever that looks like, right? The same thing is true for us. And I I think I think if anything when you grab onto this concept it actually becomes incredibly relieving. Right? It becomes incredibly relieving because now, now your success is predicated not, not at all on your own giftings and talents and skill sets, which, which, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not implying you don't have those things. <laughs> but if you're like me, even in spite, even, even in awareness of my unique giftings, it's easier for me to see what I don't have than what I do have. It's easier for me to see how I'm unqualified than, than rather than seeing how I am qualified. And so as I think about this topic, what's relaxing and, and motivating to me is that it's no longer a matter of what I'm qualified in or what I'm good at. Now, now, you know, don't, don't mistake me here. Obviously you have to have whatever you're going to offer as a business. I mean, you ha- there has to be some natural quality to it, right? You know, I'm not saying you want to go be a web designer and you have no idea how to code or program or, or web design or any, I'm not saying now you can suddenly do those things, but I'm talking to the people who you, you have a sense of, you know, you're gifted, but you just don't know if you will make it. And the good news is for you, it matters less what your giftings are and it matters more your level of intentionality day to day. Your commitment to actually make the most of your day and actually push yourself towards that goal. So some people I talk to in life, for example, they tell me things like, you know, hey, at one point I want to become an entrepreneur. I want to start my own business or, you know, I'm going to pick on my brother-in-law for a second. My brother-in-law is a phenomenal salesperson phenomenal marketer. He's worked for some really incredible companies. And we got in a conversation over New Year's and he said, you know what? I, I think I'm ready to make the change. I my, my whole life, I've made millions of dollars for companies as a salesperson, as a really good salesperson. And I think I'm ready to make the change and be an entrepreneur and be my own business owner. 
And it was funny because he, he, had, he had it all worked out. He had it all planned out. He had already made the steps in his mind in terms of what will I need to do to make this happen. And my simple question was, well, well what's stopping you? And that, that kind of stunned him. He was like, uh, I guess self-doubt. I guess I don't really know. And I challenged him. I said, you know what? Tomorrow on your way home, I challenge you to pop in to a local store and offer them your services to be intentional, to go ahead and start, to go ahead and do it. And it's, 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 it's kind of, it blows my mind, the lack of intentionality. And and it's not that, you know, if I was to tell you to be intentional, 99% of the people listening to this podcast would be like, yeah, 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 totally. Of course, of course. And yet I see people who self-sabotage and they find reasons not to actually do it. And I can't remember if I've talked about this on a previous episode or not, but I was talking to a woman who was trying to start her business. And by the time I got on the phone with her, we were just talking ideas and I was giving her some advice and, and I was asking her, you know, towards the end of the conversation, we had created some really good steps for her to take. And I said, well, so by the way, you know, how long have you been trying to develop this business? And she says about three years. And I just, I just went totally silent. I said, I'm sorry, did I, did I hear you correctly? You've been trying to start it for how long? And she said, yeah, I've been trying to start this business for three years. And I was kind of like, lady, at this point, there's nothing new you could learn that you don't already know. Because see, that was, that was her problem was I, I started, I started asking questions on why haven't you done it yet? What's going on? I mean, th- three years. I mean, what's, what's been happening? I mean, was there some major life circumstance? And she was like, no, I'm just, I'm taking another class before I do this. And I'm just trying to learn. I'm just trying to make sure I'm ready. And I'm like, you're ready. (laughs) Seriously, you're ready. You are ready. You got to get out there and actually just do it. You got to just do it. Stop waiting on it. You know, because, because see your life isn't going to naturally bring these big messages. You know, I think about when, if you've ever been to the beach, if you've ever been to Florida and you're on the beach, you'll see like these planes fly over with like these marquees, like the big flags that hang off the back that have like a message on it. And I think sometimes we expect that to happen in our lives. But ultimately, regardless of our circumstances, which we all have great circumstances and we all have really sucky circumstances that happen to us, the differentiator, the thing that actually will move us closer to the goals we want to accomplish is how willing we are to actually commit to that. And the direct level of our commitment, the the way we measure that is through intentionality. And so as you think about 2019 and you think about the success you want to have and you think about, you know, whatever you want to accomplish and and most importantly, as as you think about the circumstances you want to be different by the end of this year, it's going to take you being intentional. And so what does that look like? Does that mean does that mean you need to write out a monthly checklist of things that are going to happen leading up to December 2019? Maybe. Maybe. You know, I mean, I'd rather people make fun of me for being neurotic or particular about my process and then admire me when I get there <laughs> than for me to be so embarrassed or so, you know, flippant or, ah, you know, it's, it'll happen. I'll just keep grinding away. You know, I, for me, the end result is the sweetest spot of all, right? And so I want to actually take the steps to make that happen. So one of the things that I want to see accomplished is I want to make it to a million dollars for my business. That's a goal that I have. I'd like to see it happen in 2019. 
that's another big goal that I have, right? I mean, that would be, that would definitely be self-made millionaire, right? And so I have written out and I'm, I'm creating strategy around that goal. You know, by, by the end of January, I need to see this happen. By the end of February, I need to see this happen. You know, and so I, I'm, I'm trying to push myself and be intentional instead of just waiting for something to happen. You know, if I, if I want to get a new client, a lot of people, what they'll do when it comes to getting clients is, you know, Monday comes along. And so they say, all right, by Friday, I need to get a client. And so they kind of go about their work life. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday gets here. And it's like, oh, dang, I need to get that client. For me, it's like, okay, it's Monday. I got to get a client. I got to start. I got to start sending out proposals, start sending out bids, you know, start connecting with people. Right. And so all that to say, I want to challenge you to join me in being intentional with your life. Don't be someone who you get to the exact same time you are, you were at, you're at today, but one year later, you know, don't get one year later down the road and find yourself with the exact same circumstances that you're in today. Don't do that because life is so short. It's so limited and when I say short, I don't mean 80 years is short. I mean, I mean, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, right? And so we got to make the most of what we have today. Anyway, having said all that, like I said, man, I want to challenge you. Join me in that. And most of all, man, if, if you need encouragement, I got, I got a ton of people listening to these podcasts. If you need encouragement, if you, if you want to just talk out some ideas, if you want to get some insight, shoot me an email. Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. Shoot me an email. I'd love to chat. Uh, I respond to every email that I get. Uh, but I was looking last night. I mean, we got 400, 400 listens on this podcast. Man, I'd love to give you a hand. I'd love to help you out. We can be intentional together, hold each other accountable. And yeah, let's, let's, let's take control of 2019. Let's, let's make this the best year ever for our own personal lives and also our businesses. Because, you know, end of 2019, that's not the end. Next year, we got a whole other set of challenges to get after. Anyway, hope this helped. Thanks for listening in. And yeah, I'll catch you later. See you guys.